Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 748. Go for it. Go get started, and it will, it will get easier as you get on. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Hugo Prado. Hugo, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Great to have you here. Hugo Prado is an automotive artist who grew up in Miraflores, a West Coast surfing suburb of Lima, Peru in South America. After working as an illustrator in advertising, he decided back in 1989 to pursue his passion for cars and he became a full-time automotive artist and founded AutomotiveFineArt.com. He works in acrylic and watercolor sprayed through an airbrush and then uses technical pens to enhance the details. You'll see his art in major automotive magazines, and he's been featured on MotorWeek TV and automotive auctions as well as QVC. His in-house publishing operation allows him to create beautiful limited edition prints in an eight-color process that are absolutely spectacular. And Hugo is also available for private and corporate commissions. Hugo, I have told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, your passion for art, and automobiles as well? Sounds good. I think you pretty much said everything. I don't, <laughs> don't have to say any more. <laughs> well, I, I, know, I know you. I know there's a lot more behind this very brief oh, bio yeah. here. Yes. Well, the, the, the thing is, I started uh, studying electronics at DeVry. Mm. And I took a part-time job at Riddell. People call that Rydell, but it's Riddell. Mm-hmm. And that is the fo- the football helmets, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I started working there as a draftsman, a part-time job as I was going to school for my EE, uh, electronic engineering degree, which I wanted to get because I like music. So I figured, you know, that would be a cool thing to be able to run your own studio and so on. You know, that's how I got into that. But then art at the end, finally won, and I quit the ride two years into the program, of the three-year program, and started doing advertising agency work for advertising agencies in Chicago. That's where I saw the incredible amount of talent out there that really is humbling to see what other people can really do. Right. And that was, what, the early 80s, you okay. know? So, you know, then that, that's when I decided after a, a few years of that, to go on my own because I saw that the people that were older than me, that were illustrators and so on, after a while, you know what happened? You know, like like a football player or any anybody who is in the in the business of uh, sports, you know, after they quit or finish their career, what happens? They go into broadcasting, right? right? On television. Right. Well, a lot of illustrators, after their work with ad, ad agencies, they usually go to doing their own products or doing their own prints or doing, you know, because of all the, all the uh, experience that they had before. So I decided to go for the cars, which is what I really love. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quarter, a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Hugo, take the wheel. Sure. Action speaks louder than words, I would say, is mm. my, my main mantra because... Uh, as you know, there is a lot of talk 
you know, in the world. And everybody promises things and they say they're going to do this and that. And it's something that I believe easier for me, I think, to get started mm-hmm. on something than to just sit around and wait because then I get, I get uncomfortable. I'm very impatient, believe it or not, because the amount of work I put into the paintings, they take six months to a year. Wow. Yeah, depending. You know, of course, it's not full-time, full-time. You know, I have all the things to do in between. But still, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of energy and concentration. So, however, though, I, I cannot stand in line. I cannot wait for the, for the red light to change. <laughs> I'm, very impa- I'm very impatient, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, in, in other words, I don't like slow drivers on the fast lane. Get it? Yes, you know? yep. That's why I have uh, basically ants in my pants. Action speaks louder than words. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, one, thing, one thing that my girlfriend said, it's basically, it, it's very true. And it's one thing that, uh, that I do, you know, how they say writer's block and so on. You know, well, there is such a thing as getting started. The hardest thing is to get started, but once you get going, it's like a diesel. You know, you you run longer because you will you feel better about what you're doing. So usually, what she says is, uh, uh, just go for it, go get started, and it will it will get easier as you get on. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I hear this from so many of my guests that the the goal of being successful or how you become successful is you just get out there and start doing things. You just have to start producing, start making things. Maybe even if they're not so great in the beginning, but just that first mm-hmm. action step. It's like wanting to start a workout routine. If you just start walking, oh. start doing it, then that will move along. So I like that mantra for sure. Let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you realized that you were indeed a car guy. Oh, that is that is easy. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say it's easy is because my father was a dealer. Oh, okay. A car dealer? Yep. And he also raced cars. Wow. Through was like Europe, basically. The, the small streets. I came here in 1972. Uh, when I saw my first Cadillac, I was like, wow, why is it so big? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's humongous. Look at those tires. Yeah. My God. And why? Because it's like Italy, you know, we're used to the little streets, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And you, you, could not, you couldn't put a Cadillac through that, you right. know, or, or fit it in. And so, in any case, my dad would bring a different car. That, that's in my in my uh, bio, you know, as well. But he would bring a different car home every day because, mm. you know, uh, when he came to lunch, because that's, life is different. Like I said, like Europe, people go home for lunch mm-hmm. and then they come back to work. Yep. So uh, he would bring a different car. So I couldn't wait to get back home from school to see what car he brought that day. Nice. Because some of those cars were what? They were... Uh, person bought a new car, so they traded in the, the other car, or he was always getting new cars. He would import Fiat's, Volvo's, BMW's, cars that are small like that, because those are the type of cars we race through. They're, they're small. Okay. You know? And so that's how I uh, became a car guy, because, I mean, I, I, I would go and, I was a little kid, I would go and sit in these cars and pretend I was driving. <laughs> of course, yeah. Every day, you know, who, who hasn't done that, you know? Yeah. And the smell of the leather and the colors and the different types. I mean, I was just hooked right away. 
Very cool. What fun. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a big failure. But the most important part of this has to do with what it taught you. So kind of take us to that painful time, that challenging time, and then walk us through it and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, (laughs) Being that I was going, yeah, that is because it it did actually, well, it's happened to everybody. But I would go to the ad agency, see, and, and, and I would sit there in the lobby waiting for the art director to see me. Right. My appointment to show my show my portfolio. Yeah. So you're sitting there waiting, and you have all this all this uh, action. You know, people coming in and going out, and and so on. It's a real cool business. And I would see artwork that was sitting there next to the the operator. You know, on on, on the floor by the uh, you know by the coffee maker, or whatever that was waiting yeah. to be picked up or whatever. You know. Sure. And I saw this this logo. For the loop, L O O P, loop. That's a radio radio station in Chicago called the Loop, rock and roll station. And um, we also call it the Loop because the L, the elevated train, goes around in the loop. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway, so this station, the Loop, but the type was made L O O O P, all one, one tube made out of chrome. Oh, okay. It was an airbrush painting. Right, yeah. I never saw that before in my life, and I looked at it, and I said, my God, no wonder I'm not getting much work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some sharp people out here I'm competing with. Oh, my God, the quality was hot. So I thought, what the hell is that? I asked. It was unbelievable. You could touch it. It was like, like a 3D. That's way before computers existed, you know, right. personal computers. So I went out and saved my money and bought me an airbrush. And the compressor and all that, you know. So that is the story about the challenge, the failure that I faced. So mm-hmm. I got it and I said, my God, you know, like like everything else, as I said, I'm very impatient. So I figure, oh, I'll learn this in a week. You know how it is. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. you, you think you, you can't. But no, boy, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. To the point that I got frustrated and I stopped and put it away. I just stopped. And let that airbrush and the compressor and all the toys I had bought for it sit in there for three months mm-hmm. and gave it up. I gave it up. Mm. I gave it up because I could, I could not do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I said, no, wait. I'm going to sell this thing. I'm going to put an ad on the reader. It's a newspaper and just uh, get rid of it. Because yep. it, it's too aggravating. Well, that taught me that was my first big lesson there. I came back to it after a while. I tried to do to take my time and be patient, which I mentioned to you earlier. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, and that and, and if I can do it, that's just the catch. If I can do it, anybody else can. So I went and I went back. This is not going to defeat me, you know. Right. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna try it one more time before I get rid of this thing because I really can't. I would love to be able to learn it. Yes, you know. Well, I went back and yes, made mistakes and things were not good. They were not sharp. I, and so on and so forth. But I finally got it. And nice. I'm glad I stuck with it because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Great story. Great story about perseverance. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. Is there a career aha moment? Now, that sounds like that was a combination of a challenging moment and an aha moment. But is there one in particular exactly. you share? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. It, it, it is the combination right there because, uh, you know, after seeing uh, what, 
how that was done. I was so excited. And then, you know, since I always love cars, I figured, well, hmm. Uh, you know, I see this illustrator is doing uh, uh, this uh, uh, product for himself. And then this other one, they start quitting. You see, and they start doing their own thing. Right. And I figured, well, why don't I do a car? Sure. You know, because that's that would be the ideal thing with the airbrush because it's shiny, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of reflection. I did work for McDonald's, Burger King, uh, American Airlines, and people, you know, things like that, College Tribune and all that. I mean, as an illustrator. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I found that obviously the, the things that work best with the airbrush are things that are like cars that are reflective. Right. You know, so I figured, well, hey, why not? So that was the aha moment yeah. uh, where I said, yeah, let's, let's fight. And it was difficult, but I stopped with it and I, you know, that's how it started. I would assume you've had a lot of proudest career moments. Is there one in particular that would stand out for you? Well, I um, would say that Jay Leno situation, uh, I was very blown away and touched, I guess, when uh, I started sending, I I like to send so humor, basically, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that some people say, well, you don't have to love them to do business. You know, I can't do that. I have to like you, otherwise I won't do business with you, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> you know, sure, I'm so glad you like me and we get to talk today, that's for sure. Well, you know what I'm saying, you know. Yes. It, it's, so I've, uh, uh, you know, I like the sense of humor and all that, and he was hosting the Tonight Show. No, yes, hosting the Tonight Show when uh-huh. Johnny wasn't there. Yeah. And so I started, I found out, you know, he's a car guy, so I started sending him uh, uh, the friends little one-by-one that I produced two or three a year, you know, mm-hmm. and they would come out at a certain time. I paint during the winter time, like now, and then in the summer I go out and I go to shows. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we have to have it ready. It's like like writing a song and then you go on on tour to get the uh, spread the word around. Right, know? right. Or to promote the album, whatever. <laughs> so the same thing. So, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, I started sending him stuff, and uh, he uh, one day out of the blue calls. Wow. And it blew, it blew my mind, and I can tell you that much. That he's uh, as nice as he is on television, down to earth is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know, uh, not stuck up at all or, you know, full of himself or anything, you know. Yeah. And when somebody like that appreciates your work, it's better than the money. Oh, because yeah. it gives you a, a sense of accomplishment and, like, it's, uh, like, a, I think it's like a pat in the back is more important to me than a big check, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's good. It's good to have a uh, inspiration, and and uh, I'm not saying admiration or adulation. I'm just saying when when people respect what you're doing and appreciate all the effort that you put into it, that feels very good. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I hope to get Jay on this show someday. He's been a challenging guy to track down. He's so busy. I've had the luxury of mm-hmm. talking to him a few times, and he definitely is a car guy. Everybody that knows him loves that guy. Let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time again. I'd love for you to talk sure. about your first really special car. Is there one that has some great memories for you? Yes, and this is not a car that I owned or, or was able to drive because I was a kid. But I remember going back to my dad bringing the cars home, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, he would bring all types of cars, and some of the cars were race cars. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean a BMW, for example, two-door, with the back, back tires are like bigger than the front ones, they're yeah. wider, you know? Yeah. So the races that we do in Peru, they're called rally. 
Right. Okay. Well, yes. Rally. Yeah, rally races. Rally, but it's a different rally than here. The rally over there, it well, that one specific race, for example, takes a week or two weeks. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be, I'm going to exaggerate, because my country is not as big as the United States, okay? Right. Obviously. But I'll give you an idea, okay? Just give you an idea. Uh, the race, let's say, starts in, uh, oh, I don't know, California, and it goes up to Washington, and, and, and it turns around, and it comes down through, you know, whatever state is there, forgive my... my Maybe Idaho, Nevada... Oregon. Yeah, and it comes and comes right down and ends up back in California where it started in Pebble Beach, Monterey, whatever. Yeah. So what hap- what happens is this is more important than you having a lot of money and being a famous driver. No, no, no. This is about you and your co pilot having the brains to be able to schedule your time, your gasoline, everything from here to there to back. You know, right, right. And basically, with all of those things happening, tires blowing out, and all those problems in between the beginning and the end, you know, the car would come back full of uh, duct tape. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. everything was taped up, the fenders, whatever, to keep it in one piece, you know? Sure. So it was pretty exciting. So basically, that started me. I raced with my dad. Well, Talking about the car I like, I don't remember the name of the of the BMW, but it was a two door white with all this Castro GTS and all these logos, all this stuff. The inside was totally bare, only the driver's seat, no co-pilot, and uh, oxygen tank behind you because you go up in the Andes. Oh wow! You know, yeah, right. Couple oxygen tanks on it. And a little a fire extinguisher on the, on the right. I mean, bolted to the car. Yeah. And it was all sprayed black on the inside with flame retardant kind of a thing. Well, I remember sitting there and driving it, if you know what I mean. I was 8 to 10. That is what got me. That wasn't my car, but it, but it was what got me just like crazy about cars. <laughs> it's very you know, cool. So very it's cool. A, a superb memory. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They have a lot of those types of events. Throughout the country, you call them TDI events, time distance events, and I participated. Uh, yeah, I participated in a few. Just usually, they're usually over a weekend or three day, not a two week type venture. But there's plenty of those right. around the world that people do. How about a car that you've owned and let go? Is there a car that you wish you had back in your garage? Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't let it. Well, I actually did let it go when I was going to the as I said, studying uh, for electronics. Being a student and not having enough money, I had a Mustang, a 64 Mustang. It's not red, and it's not maroon, but it's in between. It's a real beautiful color. Uh-huh. All leather, black leather interior, a lot of chrome inside. I love that little car. Well, what happened is at one point in time, I had an accident, so it wasn't running well, meaning it was smashed in the front. I could have fixed it, but I didn't have the money. Well... Bottom line is that uh, it had a little marine logo on the back passenger window. I didn't put it there. It was the previous owner. You know, uh, that is, there's a reason I say that. So what happened is uh, that there was problems with the car. It wasn't starting right. It was, and one day it stalled and, you know, being in Chicago, you know, what happens there, it was towed away right away. Uh. And then, yeah, and then, and this, this, oh, I have a good story here. <laughs> and then I just 
couldn't pay the fine. Oh no! So, <laughs> so they got oh, impounded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, it gets worse. And so I um, turn in the title. Oh no! Oh well. I, I oh. send in. I send in the title. And I said, "What the hell? I can't afford it." You know. Well, it doesn't end there. Okay, hmm. now two, three months later, ah, and the next block to mine, meaning the other side of the block, mm-hmm. I'm walking, and there it is, all fixed up and brand new. Oh. Somebody has bought. Somebody so, has bought yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I had, there was the little marine logo on the back. Ah, the same it one. Broke, Isn't that funny? <laughs> it broke my heart. Yeah, I was going to say, at least it was in somebody's hands and they loved it again. Well, let's talk about today. What What are you working on right now that has you really excited and fired up? What I do is I either get a commission from somebody, and when I do, of course, I take a photograph of the car with a 4x5 camera and do half of the work there, meaning I do my reflections and what I think the car should look like, what angle and so on. Mm-hmm. I agree with the customer and go ahead and, and start working on it. But there are also times when I, as they say, when you ask an artist, well, why do you do art? You know, uh, well, it's because I have no choice. <laughs> by that, but by that, what we mean is we enjoy it so much. It's like uh, eating, you know, you, you, you have no choice. You cannot just not eat. <laughs> you know, or yeah. not, or not drink water, or not breathe. You know, so yeah. basically, what I'm trying to say in a very roundabout way, as you can tell, is that sometimes I just it just comes to me, and I have to do this. Mm-hmm. What is this? Whatever it is, I gotta do that one car because it's calling me. Okay, yeah. well, well, that that's what's happening now. I'm doing a 1956 GMC Series 250 truck. Oh, uh, the first truck I ever do, but it's only the front of the truck. It's only from the 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 tire, the front tire. Let's say the end of the front tire as you go from the front of the car to the driver. Mm-hmm. From the from the windshield on, that's all. Okay, you know? and it is dripping with chrome. Wow, that's what that's that's what I'm working on now. My own publishing, you see. Yeah, uh, and I'm excited about it because every time I do new painting. I try to challenge myself, and I think that might be a question coming up, so I better not talk anymore. There you go. There (laughs) you go. Here's a very introspective question for you, Hugo. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be, and why? Most likely a Cobra. Oh. A Cobra, yeah, a Cobra Cobra is, what I like about that car, I mean, of course, there's, um, I love the exotics, I love the free wars, I mean, I love every different kind of car. As you know, there are different types of car guys. There's Camaro guys, there's Corvette guys, there's all kinds, you know, right, they're all right. different. But I love them all, but a Cobra, to me, it's a brute force car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean that, that that's the way I, I like to be. It's just that it, it, it's not like uh, a lot of the cars nowadays, God bless them, but I'm so sorry to say, are all just computer chips. Right, you know, kind of boring. Uh, the new, yeah, the new cars, you know, and uh, a Cobra is a car where you need muscle to to handle it, and you also need the finesse to be able to not kill yourself with it. Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it is very powerful car. You know, snap your neck. Bottom line, it's a piece of machinery. 
It's a piece of equipment. That's what I like. I like to drive a piece of machinery. I like the engineering side. If I wanted a, a computer, buy a computer instead of a car. You know what I'm saying? But Right. Has but character. Yeah, exactly. You said it. Character. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Hugo, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Hugo, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and Ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, that was my father, Carlos. And he said, and this is going to sound very simple and very stupid, but if you think about it, it's very interesting. Use the brakes to stuff the car. <laughs> yes. Well, from a ra- I, get it. I get it from a race car standpoint. That makes absolute sense for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, just use it to stop the car. In other words, don't go pumping it if you don't need to. You use the brakes just to stop the car, yeah. not to, to be playing with it and slowing it down. In other words, pedal to the metal, like you said. Yeah, that's words spoken from a race car driver. Would you share one of your uh, personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I guess being uh, the way I am, which, you know, ants in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Impatient. <laughs> Impatient. I, I cannot I cannot wait. I can I, I, I I'm trying to change uh and not interrupt people when they talk, but I get so excited. <laughs> what can I 
What can I do? <laughs> yeah, I understand. The passion is in your voice for sure. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you think our listeners would enjoy that you've enjoyed? Um, well, as far as a resource, I, I don't, don't mean to be uh, selfish or anything, but I think the best resource is yourself. By that, I mean it's to... to um, it, it, it is it is kind of a selfish thing, I guess, to say, but it, it's that uh, invest in yourself. Yes. People ask me, and they ask you, they say, wow, you want to invest in this thing, this is going to make you a lot of money. Before I buy a, a new leather jacket or anything for myself, I buy a new airbrush. There you go. You know? There you go. That that would be the way to put it. I, I buy some equipment. I buy something that is... It's like being a lead guitarist or a musician, then you buy your uh, your next toy. Yes. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. That, that's what I do. Definitely the way to go. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? It would be my father, Carlos. Ah, uh, yeah. How nice. He, yeah, he passed away, and he was uh, my inspiration. Everything that I have learned that I have uh, uh, learned to love uh, was because of him. He passed away after I did that Dale Earnhardt car mm-hmm. in 2001. And I was so proud to be able to say, look, look at this one. Yeah. And he saw that was, the, the, you know, it was nice to see him appreciate it, you know. Very uh, nice. And yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is it would be nice to have a drink with him now, seeing him that he was, let's say, 60, whatever mm-hmm. age, and me being the same age. Oh, I see. Yeah. That would be cool. Yes. And we could talk car- we could talk cars, you know. Absolutely. In a little more a little more depth, you know. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? Wow. Yeah. You, now yeah. how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Absolutely. I'm for myself, I don't know all of the titles, but anything that has to do with our brushing I buy. And I for myself, for my own edification I look at I look I Thumb through the pictures uh, to see if I'm going to like it or not before I buy it, and I buy it. But, you know, and I'm not going to sound preachy here, and I don't care if people don't like it, but the Bible, definitely. Mm. I would say the Bible, absolutely, because it, it's full of stories and things that apply to everyday life and to everybody, mm-hmm. everyone. It speaks to you if you open it and, and have a problem, and uh, that is what I recommend the most. Even if you don't believe Try it and see, and, uh, you know, it does help. I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Hugo's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just type Hugo Prado, P-R-A-D-O, into the search bar, and you'll find this page with all these great links. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Hugo, and I'm going to offer you any car in the world you'd like today, something very cool to put in your garage, a collector car, if you will. Money's no object. What's the car you'd like me to get for you and why? This is going to sound funny, but uh, I, I did have one. I mean, the Cobra, absolutely, that's, that's one right there because it's a, it's a powerful car. But I, I want to mention, I did have a Mazda RX-7, believe it or not. That's not a millionaire's car, uh-huh. you know. But that, that rotary, rotary engine, Mazda RX-7 that I had in the uh, 90s, it was a beautiful thing. I, it, it, it surprised me. It impressed the hell out of me. I went in on the expressway and the Kennedy Expressway in Chicago the first time I bought it. And uh, as usual, because I had um, other cars, you know, high performance, a GTA. I had a couple of those different uh, cars. And this one 
you know, I accelerated like I did with all the other cars. Well, it snapped my neck all the way back so hard <laughs> that I was surprised. I was surprised that a Mazda RX-7 could have that much pickup. And then I noticed another thing that was really cool. All aluminum engine, mm-hmm. very light car, very powerful, very fast. Yeah. I would say, I would say, ultimately, I would say the Cobra, definitely, because it's brute force. I thought you were gonna. Definitely. I thought you were gonna be a cheap date for a minute there, so I could buy you an RX-7. Oh, no, no, but no. Now I we're did, back I to the want, Cobra. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that cheap date car because it, although it wasn't a millionaire car, it, it's such a bang for the buck. That's what I'm saying. But the car, the car you want from me though is the Cobra. The Cobra, absolutely. Which uh, which model would you like? You want the smaller engine or the big block? What do you think? <laughs> okay, 427 it'll, a, it is. <laughs> take a guess. The one with the pedals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Okay, well, I'll go out and get you no, a 427 Cobra. What color would you like? Black. I'm black. Ooh. You bet. Okay. All, all black. Okay. All black. Absolutely. All black leather. Uh, yeah, a lot of, nice. A lot I'll tell pearl. you, there's a, uh, a guest I've had on the show here. Bruce Meyer, who has the very first one, black on black. I know he won't let that car go, so I'm gonna have to find you a, a different one. Maybe we can do a, we can do a commission on that car. Yeah, well, maybe so. I'll introduce you. Well, Hugo, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Car Show listeners. Is there one parting piece of wisdom or guidance you would like to offer our listeners before you rip off into the sunset in that black 427 Cobra? Oh. I- how much I wish that. Yes, absolutely. I had a lot of tragedy in my life. A lot of my girlfriends died. My sister died when she was 20. Mm. We're talking about a lot of death, so I'm not afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Okay? But this girlfriend I had, Natalie, when I was 21, let's say, uh, out of the blue, told me something that I'll never forget. She says, no matter what anybody says or does, don't let anyone stop. She said that out of the blue to me. Yeah. And I don't even know why she said that, but she said it. And you know what? That's the main thing. Uh, No matter what anybody says or does, don't let anyone stop you because uh, usually the people that tell you, ah, no, don't waste your time on this or that is because they cannot do it or or they're jealous or I don't know. Whatever the reason, maybe they tried to help you. One good thing is really not listening to people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say this. Let's say don't listen to the naysayers. Yes, yes, yes. We're all, and and I don't want to be morbid, but we're all going to die. We all have a limited time. When I'm in my deathbed, I don't want to. I don't want to say, "Oh man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have talked to that girl. I wish I would." God, I wish that's not going to happen. Right. And therefore, I want to make sure that every day that I go through my life, that I live it as if it was the last day, because one day it will be, you know. Absolutely. Enjoy the hell out of it every day. Great words of wisdom. Now, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and find your work and buy your art? Oh, that would be that would be great. If they could go to my website, it's automotivefineart.com, or my name, hugoprado.com. They both take you to the same place. Great. And my number is 715-580-0404. After I finish this truck that I'm doing now, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a commission uh, for the next car. That probably will be sometime in July that I'll be I'll be done with this with this painting and be be able to publish it. Uh, but that's 
basically the best spot is the website, automotivefineart.com. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links on how to get a hold of Hugo on his show notes page at the Carja website, carja.com. Just type Hugo or Hugo Prado into the search bar and that page will pop right up. I would encourage you to check out his website. Look at the artwork that he's done. It's absolutely spectacular. If you're into cars, you're going to love what Hugo has created for you. I want to thank you, Hugo, for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your automotive and lifetime experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage. It's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.